Welcome to People Helping People, the podcast for social entrepreneurs who want to build a social impact business and increase their sustainability footprint. I'm your host, Adam Morris, and I'm excited to introduce season two of our podcast as I take a journey into sustainable innovation, doing a deep dive into sustainable product design. In this episode, we're going to give a broad overview of what this means and what some of the avenues are that we're going to explore in season two. This topic was born out of a conversation around the environmental impact that we're having as budding social entrepreneurs and how we can build a business that is making a social impact in our community that is also good for the planet on the whole. Alongside the podcast, I run Wild Tiger Tees, a social enterprise work program for youth experiencing homelessness. We operate in partnership with the Starhouse and work to provide job training and work skills to youth age 18 to 24. So typically our work program centers on screen printing t-shirts, but in the aftermath of the pandemic, the logistics of screen printing have become more complicated. And so going forward into 2022, I realized we need something new for our work program to thrive. And screen printing has always kind of bugged me because while we source our shirts from companies with great social and environmental practices, it's still a messy process and not the best for the environment. Our production quantities are small, and our annual revenues are maybe a 50th or 100th that of a typical shop in the mall. And there are hundreds of shops in the mall. And then across the street, there's a Costco, a Walmart, and a plethora of other stores. And when you start to imagine the scale of our consumption, kind of makes sense why we're having such an effect on climate change. And so if we're rethinking the products we're developing in Wild Tiger Teas, I want them to be better. But honestly, I don't really know where to start. I do know we need something to change. And I think there's two sides to this story. On one side, you have the zero waste movement, which centers on reducing consumption around the principles of reduce, reuse, and recycle. On the other side, you have our economy, which thrives on consumption. And quite honestly, it's not going anywhere. But what we can change is how we design the product lifecycle from manufacturing to distribution, consumption, and disposal so that it has a lower impact. Here, I think the question is, what can a business replace or redesign in order to reduce their environmental impact? So let's dive into these principles a bit more. And with it, share what we're going to explore this year. The zero waste movement is pretty cool because most of the people I speak to realize it's not like a diet craze where you're supposed to eliminate everything at once. It's typically a process of self-education, trying something new, educating yourself on alternatives, and then taking small steps. The first principle is reduce. Reduce means limiting your purchase of new goods to what you need, as in don't buy something that isn't necessary. Much of our consumption is frivolous and doesn't really serve a purpose in our lives. A little side tangent, but advertising has been adapted to get inside of us and encourage us to purchase things we don't want. If you Google advertising and the edge of the apocalypse, you can hear some fascinating research by Amherst professor Jahali into how this works. And if you are paying attention to the story of Cambridge Analytica around the 2016 U.S. election, It was a company that was basically applying modern marketing techniques to politics, using technology and advanced psychographics to grow audiences, identify key influencers, and move people to take action. For a long time, I thought this was sort of evil, and 
with politics, I think it is. But for products, I think truthfully, good advertising is a product of companies looking to thrive in a complex and competitive marketplace. And quite often, the people doing this just want to do well at their jobs and earn a good living. When you're part of something so much bigger, it's hard to see the global impact that's coming from those actions. On a personal level, we need to understand what's happening. We're not going to stop consumption, but we can focus on reducing our consumption by looking at our purchasing habits and seeing how we can modify them to reduce waste. I think the real opportunity lies in identifying ways to adapt business practices that reduce business-generated waste, saving companies from spending unnecessary money on things that they're just going to throw away. Dominique Haddad launched GreenScope Consulting with this in mind providing restaurants with a waste audit and using that to help restaurants divert unused food to compost, recycling, or donations to local organizations. And then using all that information to help restaurants purchase better quantities so that they spend less on food that will just be wasted. Two, the second principle is reuse. Reuse means taking advantage of what you already have. This can be as simple as bringing your own cup to Starbucks, or as complex as going to a refillery for your detergent and soaps. I was in our local body shop recently, and they just launched the refillery station. It included six of their most popular products, so hopefully people will make use of it. Here in Columbus, Ohio, we have some great shops like The Reuse Revolution and Coco that have refilleries in their stores. One of my favorite things about the reuse principle is that it diverts items from the landfill while creating new and often creative business opportunities. Upcycling also falls into this category, which is about taking goods at the end of their life and repurposing them, either patching them up or finding a new life by crafting them into new products. Also, donating items to the Salvation Army, half-price bookstores, or other charity shops is a great example of reuse. Number three, the third principle is recycle. Recycling means taking old waste and finding new ways to break it down and redevelop it. Perhaps the trickiest of the three principles, because forming new products often generates a lot of waste in itself. Also, I've seen some documentaries and articles about how companies pushed recycling as a way to make the public feel better about consuming plastic products that we all know are just really bad for the environment and kind of gives companies a way to wash their hands of the waste that they're producing. There is an opportunity for manufacturers to embrace recycling, which can mean working with recyclers to source your materials, plastics, cardboards, metals, glasses, etc., to eliminate the need for bringing more materials into the waste cycle. For individuals, this can mean learning about what you can and can't recycle so that you can recycle more efficiently. Or it can mean looking for different ways just to make sure that your waste doesn't arrive in a landfill. For example, this last year, Alex Clemiston founded Together We Compost, a community-focused compost collection service. And this has been my introduction to composting. And it's kind of satisfying just watching my food waste not go into the trash can. I think there's so much opportunity here. I mean, just another example, I was talking to a friend of mine who previously worked at an Apple store. And he was going about how they espouse this progress that they're making by not including a charger with their new iPhone. But then he'd witnessed people just buying a separate charger that had all this extra unrecyclable but stylish packaging. And 
you know, they'd take all these purchases home in big, unrecyclable, but stylish bags. And then he'd walk into the back room where products would be delivered in endless cardboard boxes, none of which were being recycled. So tons of waste that probably just didn't need to exist. And that's just one shop. So I believe that there's just so much low-hanging fruit that we can easily address. Number four, the fourth principle is to replace. What I mean by replace is that if you're looking to purchase something new, how can you replace it with an alternative which has a lower impact on the environment? Is there a substitute that will generate less waste from production that will cause lower pollution when it is at the end of its life? Look not just at the products that you purchase, but to their packaging as well. How are things being shipped and stored? Personally, I love the company 7th Generation. They are a national retailer selling eco-friendly cleaning supplies with a focus on leaving behind a planet that will still be thriving in seven generations. It's an easy choice to make for toilet paper or a laundry detergent. Although, I hope to get my act together and start getting my laundry detergent from our local refillery, Coco. I think another element of replace is looking at food consumption. And I'm not just talking about the wasteful carry-out packaging that we accumulate. There's a huge ecological catastrophe happening in our oceans. You know, dead zones where sea life is dead because of the chemicals used in farming. And I'm not even going to dive into that plastic vortex that's larger than the state of Texas floating out in the ocean. But with farming, some organic alternatives reduce that impact significantly even though organic solutions aren't necessarily perfect themselves. There's also the environmental cost of what we eat. By and large, humanity loves to eat meat, but how those animals are raised can have a significant impact on the environment. So I think there's a lot of work to be done to raise attention to alternatives and for people to understand what the alternatives are, because when you know what you can do that's better for the planet, you'll do it and you'll demand it. And then companies will adapt to deliver better solutions. Number five, the fifth and last principle is redesign. By redesign, I mean, how can we take existing products which have a negative environmental impact and redesign them to reduce that impact? How can we combine the principles of reuse, reduce, recycle, and replace to identify new methods and materials for better products? How can we examine our supply chain from manufacturing to distribution, consumption, and disposal to eliminate waste and to ensure that we're leaving the world a better place through our regular consumption? So there you have it. This year, I'm going to explore these topics in depth with the purpose of helping you, the social entrepreneur, to develop environmentally sustainable solutions as you build your social impact business. It will serve to give you another story to the wonderful things that you're doing and help ensure that what you're doing is making a lasting impact in more ways than one. So thank you so much for tuning in today. If this is important to you, I'd love to hear from you. You can find the show notes and contact me at peoplehelpingpeople.world. And I'm so excited to share this journey with you. We're going to spend the year exploring different sustainable alternatives And I will share all the the behind-the-scenes action as we develop new lines of sustainable products for wild tiger teas. Thanks for listening. Cheers.